Welcome into the latest edition of We Speak Football. I am Zach Barkis. Alongside me are Zach Kanata and David Arroyo with special guest in my pup, Mamba Barkis. Just getting into it. Dave, uh, as a United supporter, how are we feeling after today's performance? Oh, I mean, mainly disappointed. I mean, we had 20 shots, eight on target. Middlesbrough had, I'm guaranteeing you, what, a fourth of that? Yeah, let me pull all these uh, stats up real quick just yeah. so we can Pretty read Pretty sure off. it was right around five or six, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's we had chances to win that game. And from the five minutes I watched, we just looked horrible. Yeah, real quick, just to read them off. Um, possession stats, 71 to Manchester United, 29 to Middlesbrough. Uh, total shots, 30 to United, 6 to Middlesbrough. <laughs> chances created, 25 to 6. Big chances, 7 to 2. I mean... You guys just absolutely dominated them in every category, including fouls conceded. Um, but, yeah, it just wasn't your day today, guys. It, it really wasn't. And, I mean, it all started off with Ronaldo missing that penalty. Um, I mean, the least you can do is just hit the target at least. I mean, if, he, if the keeper saves it, fair play. But, I mean, to not hit the target, especially with it being Ronaldo, the one thing he's actually known for. Yeah, this is a world-class player we're talking about here. Did we just get a, a Man United fan to admit that the one thing Ronaldo is known for is making penalties? As of right now, I mean, yeah. We're putting this on TikTok and we're blowing up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, cut this right here if you're listening. Cut the, <laughs> cut the clip. I mean, every time you, like, there's every time there's a Ronaldo troll, it's always Penaldo. So, I mean, that's what he's known for at this point. Wow. That's... A realistic United fan. Wow. Guys, this is one in a million. Yeah. We got tap-ins in the 92nd, and pens in the 17th that he misses. I think you got tap-ins in the 92nd minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he scores those. But he misses penalties. I mean, at this point, at this stage in his career, he's he's kind of limited physically to what he can do. So does does that create a problem in your team and what you guys want to try to do? To a certain extent, yes. I mean... Every time, every time we get the ball, it's just kind of played out wide, put in across. You know, he's got to be in there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I looked at today, there were like two or three instances to where we'd actually try to play around Middlesbrough, and it worked well. One, two passes, really short, really quick. And then after that, there's like a five or ten minute lull period where it's just play it around the back, let Slab run away with it. Play it out wide, put in a cross, oh no, it's too far. Put in another cross, oh, straight to the keeper. I mean, at that point, it's just kind of, where do you go from here as a coach? Yeah, I mean, like you said, there were quite a few misses early in the game that could have changed the way that game went in general. And then you said one-two passes and and getting the ball into the playmaker's hands. Uh, Sancho opened up the scoring for you guys in the 25th. Luckily. wasn't wasn't a good goal but no, the ball that. the ball the ball at white was nice he found a player out in, in some space Ronaldo did well to hold up the center backs and keep them honest to him but yeah the bounce on the shot definitely helped you guys out there yeah I mean from the from what it looked like you <laughs> mom was having a little uh just session to himself he's <laughs> uh, I mean you can just see from the shot from the shot itself it looks like it's it's headed like back post. So, I mean, to get that lucky deflection, I mean, I'm grateful for it, but ultimately, we should have already been 1-0 up at that point. I mean, that... You can argue, too. Yeah, I was going to say, if not, too. Because Sancho hit the bar in the second? Yeah, with that. And Ronaldo's pen. And if the pen, Ronaldo had an overhead kick, the bike. bike, The bike, if that was anywhere else in the box, That would have been highlight reel, but, I mean, ultimately, it wasn't meant to be. So, what's that, three on the year for your uh, big man, Sancho, right? The 90 mil man. What? Three. Three, yeah. three, a, yeah, three a, total. Yeah, I was going to say that's his third goal. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it's disappointing. Was he paid that much for but he a only player has one of that the quality? It's one in the Prem, one in the Champions League, and, and one in the, one FA, in Cup the FA Cup. I believe so. Yeah. I think it's it's either two in the FA Cup or one in the Champions League, one in the FA Cup. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely split up because if you look at it in each league, it's like one in the Prem, one in one yeah. to an FA Cup, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Do you think he's been worth the 90 mil? Up to this point, no. Do I think he'll get to that point? I really hope so. I think he will. 
Um, I mean, obviously, when you pay that much money for a player of that quality, you expect immediate results. But, I mean, I don't know what's going on, whether it's him taking time to find his feet. <clears throat> Honestly, I have no idea what's going on with him. Um, but you saw, you can see the quality that he had at Dortmund, and I expected some of that to come in right away. Um, he looks good when he's dribbling at players, you know, beat him one-on-one. -on -one. But ultimately, I just, I'm not seeing any of that right now. Yeah, I think, I mean, it could come down to two as well. Now he's played under two managers at United. So he's already coming in and he's trying to find his feet and he's trying to, you know, get accustomed to the speed of the Premier League. And then he's playing under Ole with all, you know, actually no respect given to Ole. Um, <laughs> there, there was no tactics in that team. The guy had no clue what he was doing out there. Every game you guys were coming out trying to do something different. So there was no consistency in that. And now he's coming in and learning a completely new system under Ragnick or however you say brother's name, you know. Ragnick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, honestly, I, I really don't know what's going on there, but I really do hope he finds his feet because if he gets going and we can get people like Rashford, uh, Ronaldo all on the same page, I think we can have the best attack in the Prem. And is it a getting used to the pace of play thing or getting used to whatever Raniak wants him to play? Because so, sometimes you just look lost, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He looked the same way under Ole, so I don't know if it's if it's the manager itself or it's the speed of the Prem, if it's the teammates he has. I have no idea what's going on. Well, that's something, though. I mean, the teammates that he has. Let's look at your starting lineup for this game real quick. Um, you guys basically had all we had, your we starters We had a, a pretty much full 11, aside Except from, for Henderson. Yeah. Who, I mean, you could argue he would make... He, he'd be uh, a number one somewhere else, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, he was our star number one for a time last year. Yeah, I mean, Ronaldo up top, Sancho, Fernandez, Rashford across the middle, McTominay, Pogba. Like, that's absolutely insane that you guys are uh, Against Middlesbrough, that should be 4-0, 5-0 every single it, time. It, it should, and that's why I'm disappointed, because it should have been an, an easy win, realistically. But, I mean, here we are, you know, 1-1 one, one going into extra time can't put away another one and we go to pens i'm not even confident in us anymore when we go to pens ever since what was it uh villarreal in the yeah. europa league final ever since then i haven't been confident with pens give me the hay on a pen every single day of the week then you're talking about saving or scoring <laughs> scoring Ooh, <no> <laughs> uh, to be fair i think since chris wilder left sheffield I mean, yeah, and joined millsborough yeah they've been in good form they, they don't allow a lot of goals, and they make it tough <clears throat> for teams to play against them. Yes, but it's also Man Manchester United and Old Trafford. Yeah, and with the amount of guys, or with the amount of well, guys that you had on your team with big names and chances that you had, there should be no doubt that you're putting three past them. There shouldn't, and I mean, I, there's no excuses for this game. I mean, I think the players have to look at themselves, you know, what, what went wrong. I mean, Finishing. Yeah, finishing, finishing all day in practice. Finishing tomorrow. the style of play press I mean there I saw a clip where I mean well the Middlesbrough switched the ball not a single defender in the on the right half of the field Everyone it was the, just it was the goal inside. actually it, yeah. that was the, the, lead goal. Up, the lead up to the goal yeah um you guys were completely caught out of position they switched the field I uh, found tons of open space and then the uh controversial point of that game the uh the, the way that goal was scored you know um Handball? No handball? What are you guys thinking? I mean, of course I'm going to be biased. Yeah, it, it, it's a handball. I mean, is his arm in a natural position? Mm, that's questionable. I, I don't think so. I mean, if if it's the other way around and it hits a defender's arm in that same position, I think they'd give that as a pen. So, I mean, to give it one way to not give it to the other. Yeah, I mean, bringing a ball down like that is tough. You kind of have your arms out there for balance because if you got one leg up trying to bring it down, then you got, if you're jumping, you have no leg, you have like nothing touching the ground. So coming down, you're landing on one foot. The other is bringing the ball down, so you want that balance. So you have your arms out there, maybe not as far out as he had them. Like right. if your elbows are tucked in, you kind of have your hands there. Um, it's it's definitely, it's got to be a handball, but the argument for a natural position is a fair argument. It is, but I mean, 
I've seen the same thing given multiple times. Oh, yeah. Defenders. No, it's a handball. Exactly. But it's so, I mean, the hands they would say the hand's not in an unnatural position. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. That's a handball in my, in my, in my book as well. Yeah. It should have been given. You know what I mean? Like, yes, like you said, there can be an argument made there for, you know, the way he took down that ball, his arm technically being in a somewhat of a natural position. But, I mean, it affected the the ball way too much in my opinion and and that's what a handball should be called yep. for if you completely change the direction of the ball because of contact with your arm you know yeah, what I, I mean agree. like I agree. it should have nothing to do with natural unnatural positioning unless it's tucked into I mean, your they've, chest they've changed that rule so many times I have no idea anymore what, what, what is a handball what's the definition of a handball nobody knows I don't even know it just goes across the board with all the officiating in the Premier League, there's just no consistency mm-hmm. in uh, in any of it. You know what I mean? Especially, I we all feel, you know, we we play for the big club, we we support the big clubs in in London, in London, in Manchester. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. we always feel like you know there's an agenda against us, whether mm-hmm. it be through the FA, through the Premier <clears throat> League officiating, you know, stuff like that. We're always up there, and fouls given, penalties given, you know, against us and stuff like that. It's kind of kind of frustrating to see lack of consistency in my opinion i have a question for both of you mm-hmm. when was the last time you saw a referee go to the monitor and keep with a call on the field and not change his mind honestly i don't remember when the last time a referee went to the stand was There's yeah because it's either they go and they reverse the call or they should have gone to reverse the call, but, they but don't. they're too stubborn to go over there, whether they it's just or, the right the, thing the, the or... Or the VAR says, no, oh, no, you don't need to. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because the only reason they would go over there is for a clear and obvious error, which, I mean, that's up to the VAR official. Did did the referee go to the... Mo- he didn't go to the monitor for this, did No, I, don't, I didn't exactly. say anything about that. Uh, you know if he I mean? goes to the monitor for that, I think... I think he changes his I mind. I think what they, what they try to do is limit the amount of time the referee is over there, and they just have the VAR official do it. Yeah, but he's, he's, not there, he's not on the pitch. He's not, but, I mean, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking at, and that's what I'm seeing. That's what I feel like is happening. I think he, he still, no matter what, you know, should go and take a look at that. And as, a, as the VAR yeah. official, you it should, should make be, that yeah. call and be like, hey, there's something for you to look at here. It you know should be I mean? the on-field ref's decision. It should, but yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's not. Yeah, it's just the way because it's set up you right see now. him, you see him motioning to his ear, yep. waiting for a call. You know, there could be a handball. You might want to look at it, but no, the VAR ref is just saying, yeah, you don't have to. So he's obviously not going to. Then moving from the regular time play, just into the pens. Do you have any? Any doubts as to why the order was picked? Why Longa was the what eighth eighth man up? That's pretty far back in the order, to be fair. But uh, the subs that were brought on could there have been someone else to take it? More senior player. I mean, I didn't even check who we had the bench today, but I'm assuming there was. Would I yeah. like to see other people have taken pens? Yes, obviously. Um, I would have liked to see Rashford step up there, Sancho, even though they missed both of theirs in the um in the Euro game. But obviously I'd I'd have more confidence in them than I would have in, you know, our youngster taking a pen. I mean when he stepped up there I kinda I kinda knew. Phil Jones, baby. <laughs> I mean he's at this good. rate, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's he's played well for you guys. You know, he's I'm surprised got a real... I'm surprised McGuire stepped up there second to be honest. Yeah, so I've had actually had a had a decent pen. Really yeah, a nice pen. I'm Here you go. After the Euro. No, Rashford came off. Never mind. I was going to no, say Rashford no, didn't take one. Off. Yeah. No. Uh, he would have taken one. He, I think it would have been the first three. Yeah, I mean, you what? had Rashford come off. You had Pogba come off. Pa- this, so does he come off eight minutes before the whistle because he's Pogba? returning? Yeah. He came yeah. off in the 82nd. Yeah. But if he's already played 82 minutes and you know you're going into extra time, are you just resting him? Because is, he's coming off an injury, yeah? Yeah, I think it's a knee injury. So, he, no, so you just, sure he's that. not going to play the full 90. No. That's probably why. Yeah. So, why... Then why not try to bring him on in the 45th, in the 60th, in the 70th, and then play him from there? Why do you try to go make him play like full 90? Starting him or just bringing him I'm saying off. bring him on and bring him on out of half or bring him on in the 60th or 70th and then let him come back and get adjusted into the game. Yeah, you just go ahead and start 
Fred that game yeah. and, and bring Pogba off Go the with bench Fred. rather than doing what you did. I'm not surprised because I saw, I think you sent me a, a screenshot of players that we had out, which included Luke Shaw and Fred. So I didn't think they were going to start. So was Fred doing, is Fred dealing with an injury? Because he know, came I, on. He may have had a knock or something on. like that. A little Shaw bit, yeah. started. But, but I mean, I, I'd assumed that they were out. So I was kind of, I was wondering who was going to start for us. Start just in the midfield and the left yeah, back? midfield, left back. Um, oh, then. Yeah. Yeah, then why isn't Alex Tellis starting? Is, is it, has he been playing like four games in a row? Um, either that or I think he might have gotten a knock as he's well. Uh, he's injured. Yeah. Well, it shows you how much I care about United. Yeah, he's currently injured. Yeah, him, Cavani, Eric Bali. Um, we're not even going to say that scumbag's name on this channel. You know. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. The, uh, from United. The, uh, Prison FC boy. Oh, yeah. signing. No, yeah. fuck him. Yeah, so... I'm disappointed in him, to be honest. I mean... More than disappointed. Yeah, it's incredibly disappointing, frustrating. But, looking at that lineup, this is a question for you, Dave. Mm -hmm. Looking at that lineup, looking at your bench, you know, looking at what you guys have done, what more do you need to do? What more do you want to see from your team to change the trajectory of the season? Because as of right now, you guys are going to be in a very tough spot come the end of the year. Yes, but we, we've we obviously had a, a rough patch with Ole. And we brought in Ragnik, Ragnik, however you say it. And he's kind of steadied the ship. I mean, obviously, we've had a, a shocking loss today. That's your um, second loss under him? Yeah, right. second loss total. Yeah. And like 13 undefeated or whatever? The only other loss we had was against Watford, which was, I think, a 1-0 loss. Really? It was Watford? Cause I was Watford or Wolves, maybe? It, was, it had to be Wolves, because Watford was, was a 4-1 loss. Was they got Ole fired. Uh, right, I so actually it was Wolves. did see that one. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we've lost two games. I think he's done a very good job of managing us. Um, I, I need to see more out of the players. I mean, for the lead-up to the goal, how can you leave? the left side if you're defending how can you leave the left side of the field wide open I mean obviously there has to be better communication um yeah I mean that's I I honestly I haven't paid too much attention to you guys to, since he took over but yeah Wolves was the last loss that you guys had you guys that we've had a couple draws with teams that we probably should have beaten yeah you, you drew with Villa but that was right after beating them five days before so playing any type of team any team two times yeah, in, in twice seven days is, yeah. you know it's it's tough then you guys played Brentford and West Ham which you know West Ham's no joke team so mm -hmm. yeah I mean he's done well to steady the ship for you guys I obviously, think. he's going to transition into a kind of like a front office, behind-the-scenes type guy. So, right. Do you think you bring in Poch? Pochettino? Yeah. Um, I could see us definitely doing that, but my preference would be um, the Ajax manager, Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be my personal preference. That's I a quality. Mean, that's a quality sign. Yeah. It is. I mean, obviously, Pochettino has a good status in the Premier League. He's managed Spurs. And he's already fallen out of PSG. He has. He's looking to leave because he... I mean, that's the second manager, I believe, that back-to-back -back that said managing... PSG already told him he's going to be on in the summer. Yeah. So that's the second straight manager, him behind Tuchel, to say, you know, managing PSG, managing those personalities... It's a lot. ...is yeah, not, not a fun deal. I so for him to come to United, I mean, I would welcome him, but personally, I'd rather have Ten Hag um, come in. He's done a great job at Ajax so far, I believe. They're first in the league. Um, they qualify for the knockout stages of the Champions League, have they? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, if they haven't already, then they're, like, right on the verge there of... Well, they... Oh, I, well, I don't, I don't pay yeah. attention to Ajax, I'm going to be honest with you. So. Yeah, teams are already set. So, I mean, if they're in, they're in. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, don't, I, I don't know their standing on other group, to be honest. But he's done a great job over there, and... To be under someone that has done well recently. Yeah, they got I mean, PSG's latest results obviously haven't been there uh, in Ligue 1. They have Messi, Mbappe, Neymar. You'd think that they'd be, you know, cruising past everyone. Yeah, they Messi just lost has... in the uh, Coupe de France. 
They did to they Nice, did. the second. I think they're second in league right now. Yeah, I saw I saw a post that was like, "Oh, Messi goes out of FC. Um, Ronaldo's just gonna do it in FA. Just he's like, I can do it, but better. Watch me miss this pen." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, to go back to the whole Pochettino thing. Yes, I would, I would like him at United, but there are people I'd rather have. So. I'm not even gonna lie. I forgot what I was gonna say. That's all good. I mean, that's a whole lot to take in today. We feel bad for you, man. I mean, I don't. It, I'm sorry, I don't. Well, he was he was good for me with my my team last year when our was. So I'm that's not gonna. Beat, I know what it's like. Yeah, I know I'm what not it's gonna. Like. I'm not gonna beat into him too bad, you know. But tomorrow is the uh, big first match day with Premier League teams being back after the break. How you feeling, Zach, with uh, your team taking on Plymouth right away to start no, the I day? I really hope they lose that. I'm not going to lie. I really hope that we can talk to the FA and uh, not get any more 12-30 games scheduled because <laughs> I really don't want to wake up at 7.15. Yeah, you're not going to be up by then. Uh, I mean, I am always up for Chelsea games at 7.30, but to wake up for a fourth-round FA Cup match against Plymouth Argyle is not the most intriguing thing. I, I, I honestly lie. think they should just start pushing times back from 1230. Because in the U.S. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, in the U.S., it sucks having to wake up at 730. Yeah, but they don't. 930. Yeah, but the FA doesn't care about what we're waking up for. Yeah, but they even, don't, but even like, still, 1230 games stuck for, yeah. like, traveling fans and stuff like that. You know, <clears> if you're trying to travel and support your team, but you don't want to stay overnight yeah, like somewhere. like a big club like Chelsea having traveling fans wake up early enough to get to... Are they playing at Stanford? Or yeah, they are playing, playing, playing at Stanford. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, even a, still, I mean, it's 12 o'clock game. Players get there early. you got to have a couple drinks beforehand. you got to hit the pub, you know what I mean? So, you're talking... Yeah, but so day drinking is the best. Yeah, but you're talking real early, bro. Like, yeah, day drinking, but to get to the stadium early enough to get... That. I mean, it's not a... Uh, it's not even enough time to get drunk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, do not underestimate the power of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it is going to be at Stanford Bridge. Uh, you guys are on a roll there, 14 games unbeaten. Um, obviously, you guys are the more capable team out of the two, but you will be missing a little bit of depth. Um, Pulisic, <clears throat> Loftus-Cheek still out, and Silva are all listed as doubtful. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Chilwell is obviously still out, and on international duty. Reese James still out. Uh, Oh, is that new? I didn't no, see that's, that. That's been a thing since. Oh, that's right. He's he's been. He what happened with him? He did in his knee. He's out for, I think he's coming back at the end of this month, beginning so of March. You have, you have quite a few notable injuries right now. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, against Plymouth Argyle, it shouldn't really make a difference. It shouldn't, but I mean, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's, I, that's what I, I said it, about Middlesbrough, and look where we are. Because you're Man United. <clears throat> I'm sorry, your club is in shambles. We are a club coming off of a Champions League and always qualifying for the Champions League. I mean, all right. That's, uh, that's just rude. It's just true, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but any given, you know, it's and a league. Any team can lose. And yes, it's a league but... one team coming to Stanford Bridge trying to shock the world against a team that you know you're going to, you guys aren't going to field your, your number one team because it is a league one team. Okay, and, so... So coming off those injuries, who do you think starts for Chelsea? Uh, I think we go with the. F I think we go four, two, two, two again. I think. I think we could see Rudiger and Christensen start as center back, and we're going to throw Kepa and Goal obviously. Uh, Mendy. How do you feel about Kepa and Goal? Do you have more confidence? I'm fine with him. Oh yeah, I'm fine with him now. I think he's better at his feet than Mendy is, like playing just distributing the ball. Uh, so when the ball's at his feet, and I'm a little bit bit more confident uh, than when Mendy's back there. But a shot-stopping, Mendy's a world-beater. He's a fantastic. He should have been. I think he should have been in the team of the year, if I'm being honest. In the team of the year, and he should have gotten uh, the award for the best goalkeeper at the Ballon d'Or. I thought he did. Don Donnarumma got it. I thought he got the award, but Donnarumma made the team of the year. Mm -hmm. Donnarumma got the award. That's, that's, I, I believe he should have won it. Yeah. Well, that comes into... Uh, you, you know, international play bias like we were talking about the other day. Yeah. You know, I mean, you play, you play well on the big stage, you're going to... Yeah. yeah. I mean, now he he's doing it in the AFCON. He's in the final. 
playing against Egypt now. Well, that's that's a whole other conversation about the AFCON, just trying to get themselves taken seriously as a international competition. And mm-hmm. then when they continue to have issues like we saw. With, oh, yeah, with the referee blowing the whistle in the 85th minute. Uh, I mean, 85th and 89th, I believe. Honestly, like we were talking crap about Premier League officials. I didn't think there was a set of officials that could make a run for how bad Premier League officials are until I saw that. Are you feeling about pro referees in the MLS? Well, the MLS, oh, I, I mean, we're not that. even going to get into that right, right now. Good. Because MLS, I mean, <clears throat> we play in the World Cup, we should have FIFA officials. Yeah. End of end of story. All right, y'all. So going back to the starting love of Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I think we go Rudiger, Christensen, center back. I think we go Maling, Sar, left back. Because we just played him there a week or two ago. We played well. Right back, I think we go Aspi. Then two CDMs. I don't think we played Conte this game. I think we go Kovacic and Saul. I think Saul gets to start. Yeah. And then the two attacking mids. ZX put in good form, so I'll put in ZX there. Uh, then on the left, do we play Mount? I think we could give Mount a play there because he doesn't like playing fully on the wing. So if we play him in that attacking mid spot, I think we go in there. And then the two strikers, I think we get Timo back in the team. And then uh, maybe we go Timo and Kai and kind of have Kai sit a little bit deeper. Kai maybe. No, just right just just a four two two. So two CDMs, oh, yeah. the Cams, and two strikers. When did you switch your formation? Because I know at one point you played. When we lost our back. two starting wingbacks. That's fair. That's fair. And then with Marcus Alonso, all Marcus Alonso does. I said this to you on the last episode. All he does on the football pitch is imitate a guy trying to sprint. That's all he does. <laughs> That's what he's paid for. So switching that <clears> four <throat> back, Rudiger's one of the best center backs in the world right now. And then Christensen can play well, Silva can play well, but obviously he's listed as doubtful. Um, so I think, but if we do that four, the four two two two, I think if we put Kai and Timo up top, then I think Kai could drop in a little bit and play as a nine and put Timo up top, and he becomes a four two three one. But then yeah, you have the second. issue of Mason playing out wide when he's better centrally. So maybe you play someone else out there. Is he just not good out wide, or is he just he's, not as good out wide? He's good out wide, but you can... Obviously, he's not as good. Um, he, I mean, he can do it. He did it against Liverpool last year. He was out wide. Then he cut in across Fabinho and scored back post. Uh, so he can, but I think he's, he's just better centrally. Alrighty, so moving on to some of the other interesting games that are going to be happening tomorrow. Um, right off after the Chelsea Plymouth game, we got Everton versus Brentford. Uh, this will be Frank's, Frank's first game uh, at the helm for the Toffees with uh, some reinforcements in the January window. I think this is still going to be a tough one. What are you guys thinking? I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, obviously, Donny Van de Beek, a big signing for Everton on loan. I just want to see him succeed. I want to see him happy. I want to see him playing. I mean, he had very little playing time at Man U. Should have had more. He should have, but obviously, managers went in different directions. Now he's at Everton um, under Frank the Tank. Good old Frankie boy. Yeah, I mean, you guys got a little reunion of your, your two teams over there at, at Everton. Yeah, we'll shake and hands then, on that one, yeah. Sure. yeah and then we go. can throw in a little more London for me, um, I guess, we, you know, just besides you, Deli Alley. I like watching Spurs lose promising prospects, and even though he hasn't been very good for the past couple of years. I was going to say, can you even call him promising anymore? I, I don't know. I think he can do – I think he's going to do much better under Frank. I think what he needs is a manager like him that's going to kind of guide players you know what I mean and and be much more soft on them Conte was not the guy for him you know what I mean and anybody else before him you know you just Mourinho all those guys I think he's lost his passion for football because I mean you can see it he's out there making TikToks doing everything while they're mid-game right I think this it could looks be a like shot he, yeah it, this is I think this is his last shot to be honest after that at a big club yeah at a big club yeah I mean could he eventually move somewhere smaller? Yes. But obviously, he's just not the same player he once was. And mentally, it's, it's crazy that they're saying was. that, and he's only 25. He's 25. He's 25. Yeah, he yeah. still, you know, should be in his prime years. He was doing that when he was 21, 22. Uh, it's crazy to think about. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, after watching him through those years, you'd expect him to be, you know, top tier at this point, 25. You'd think he'd be like Relish was last year, you know, dominating, dominating the league, you know, possibly moving to a bigger club. Big, big money signing. Yeah, a big money, big, cut your losses, you know, possibly your overseas somewhere. Um, but now look at him, he's, he's on loan at Everton, mm-hmm. trying to find his... No, it's a it's, it's a, a uh, full transfer. transfer. It's a full it's transfer. transfer. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, now he's at Everton. You know, it sucks that coming from a Man U fan. You know, they signed Donny. Now they signed. Um, That's only a loan. It is. Well, yeah. They still they signed him on loan. Yeah. Well, because he wasn't going to play at United. He wasn't. But I mean, obviously they signed him and Deli Ali. Two people in the same position. Um, it's going to be a fight to see over who wins that starting job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just been tough for Everton. This. You know this second half of the season, they've uh, they've like really dropped. They've really dropped. So it's really important for them to you know get off on the right foot. And Brentford's also kind of seen a dip in form at the end of January. They started out really hot, not gonna lie, and then they're kind of finding their way going back down the the table. So I think you see that though with smaller clubs, because you play a certain way, and then you only have a limited amount of players who can play at a high level consistently so eventually you have to to bring in the, like the younger younger guns or like the bench players and you get that rotation in there and you can't play your starters consistently and uh you just see bigger teams figure figure you out uh, and you see this dip in form right so since both these teams are kind of starting on the back foot coming out of this break in your opinion who is it more important for them to get a good start coming into the FA Everton, Cup? by far. Yeah, I would say Everton, especially with the form they had at the start of last year. Yep, they played extremely well. I think they were first in the league at some point. And then you just see this massive dip, and they brought in Rafa Benitez, you know, Liverpool manager, won the Champions League. They bring him in, what happens? Mid-table, bottom-table. Yeah, and here they are trying to find feet with Frank Lampard, trying to establish himself as, you know, a dominant Premier League club. Meanwhile, Brentford are, you know, fresh, fresh fish, trying to see, you know, where where do we stand in this in this whole scheme of thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's more important for Everton to come out hot. They gotta they gotta I mean, they gotta show that they did something. Frank's gonna bring change to the to them and, and bring a fresh look, but at the same time, we got to be realistic about how much of a different Everton we're going to see coming into this first game back under a new manager with new players that, you know, they haven't even practiced together, let's be real. You know what I mean? Donnie and Deli Ali just got in two, three days ago. Like, you're talking under a week of practice before they got to play their first game. So I think that's why it's really important for them to come out Final score predictions, Zach. What do you think this game's going to oh, go out to? Uh, we're going to start keeping track of this too. We're keeping track of it. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Mamba's got. I think Mamba just said two one. Yeah, Mamba said two one. Two one Everton, and I think I'm going to have to follow suit. Yeah, I mean, hey. Dave. Um. <laughs> oh, you come here. I don't think this will be a shootout. Um, I can see this being a lot like the Man U Middlesbrough game. You know, I think it'll be very close. Either 1-0, 1-1, 2-1. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 1-0 Everton. I, I think it'll be a very... I could get along with that, yeah. Game. Huh? I said I, I could get along with that. Low-scoring yeah. game, yeah. I think... Um, Again, yeah, it's going to be low-scoring game. It's not going to be a whole lot going on. I'm going to agree with uh, Mama and Zach, though. I'm going to go 2-1. Everton, I think that – I mean, I think we all think they're going to they're gonna pull this one out. So, moving on to the next game in the uh, <coughs> fixtures tomorrow, we've got City versus Fulham. Uh, not really too much to look into here. Oh, boy. You know, City – should absolutely run away with this game, but Mars and, and uh, Gabriel Jesus are both doubtful. Is there anything that Fulham can do to win this game, Dave, or is it all on City to lose this game? 
pray. That that's all you can ask. That's all you can do as an Everton fan. Or, uh, sorry, not Everton, a Fulham fan. I mean, even with what was it, Mares and Gabriel Jesus out, they still have immense quality on the bench. Um, I can see City easily walking away with this game by three, four goals. Zach. Uh, as much as that could happen, uh, I think Alexander Mitrovic has. 28 goals in the championship this year in 26 games. So I think he's been... Let me go ahead and check that and we'll see. He's been in fantastic goal-scoring form, and he did the same thing what would now be two two and a half years ago when Fulham were in the championship. They came up last year in the Prem and now they're back in the championship. He is a goal-scoring fiend in in the championship, and then when it comes to the Prem... He just kind of fades, fades away. So it depends on what team City fields. <clears throat> I feel like Mitrovic could have a a massive impact on this game. Um, yes, but unless they fuel the team of straight youngsters, I think City will, the way Pep plays, they'll dominate possession. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. around him. Yeah, but I all, don't think. All Mitrovic needs is one ball into the box. Yes, but mm. I, I don't think that's that's enough to take down City with with the way City presses, the way they attack. I don't think there's much Fulham can do aside from from pray maybe get a goal. Even if they do sit back, I think City will still find a way to break them down and score. We just got to pray for Tim Ream to have the game of his life back in defense. Well, he's gonna have to. And yes, and you Anthony were, Robinson, you were correct. It is 28 goals in 26 games. Is Anthony yeah, back crazy. with the team? Uh, or is he still out? No, he should be. I think he. I believe he is. Fulham didn't have anybody listed um, on their injuries. So, final score predictions of this game? Jeez. Um, let's see. I expect City to walk away easily. I, I do think they'll get a clean sheet. Um, I'm going to go 4-0 City. Um, I am going to go 3-1 Fulham. Or not Fulham. Wow. Wow. 3-1 City. Bold. Full, full, full. Bold of you. 3-1. <laughs> 3-1 City. Fulham get a goal. I think they get one in there. I do think uh, Fulham get a goal as well, but I think City take it to them as well, so I'm going 5-1 Well, uh, City. I could definitely see that happening. All right. Well, I guess uh, I either don't have enough faith in City or too much in Fulham. Well, that's your, your uh, worst enemy as a Chelsea fan is underestimating City. Uh, it's also overestimating what Pep can do in a Champions exactly. League final. <laughs> I mean, it comes down to, you know, just one interesting thing that I saw um, about this. Fulham is yet to win a game against City in all history of playing. They've drawn twice and lost every other game against them. So, sorry, Fulham fans, but it's not looking too bright for you guys. Not at all. As much as you believe in Fulham, I don't think there's a way that they pull this off. Oh, well, I mean, I just predict 3-1 City. Yeah, I know, but you said, like, Mitrovic can get a goal. Yeah, he can. But... Well, in the moving, grand scheme of things, sorry. No, you're you go, good. You go, you go. I was going to say, moving from a team that might, to a team that might just be worse than Fulham, um, Tottenham Hotspur take on Brighton at, at the end of the day. And the uh, full-strength Tottenham Hotspur are going to take up a battered Brighton with uh, four players out. I can't remember exactly who. I'm going to have, go ahead and pull this up. For and you they now. just got Dan Byrne transferred away. Yeah, so, you know, look at Tottenham getting lucky. You know, in the fourth round draw here, facing uh, one of the stronger teams that could have been left, but now this team is battered. Yeah, we still have Graham Potter. Oh, I definitely think this is. I mean, this is this is going to be a very good matchup. Mm-hmm. These teams match up very well on paper, if you if you look at it. Two uh, two sides that don't score too much. Spurs just being. Uh, there's really no other way to put it except for Spurs being Spurs, even I mean, in, under Antonio Conte. It's the same thing, you know what I mean? They've it's, they've won more. They haven't yeah. lost as much, which is uh, good for them, but we hate to see it. I think they're back. They're back to their, uh, you know, like Mourinho days. You know what I mean? Where they were all big and high on themselves and they were playing well, but it wasn't impressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just yeah. they just did enough to get by, and it's the same thing again. Whereas Brighton also have done the same thing to get by with 12 draws on the season. That's kind of insane. Yeah, but that's that's Graham Potter's style of football with the club that he's at right now. He knows 
how to not drop as many. Well, yeah, you're still dropping points, but he knows how not to lose as much, especially when coming up against the big sides. Because the two times that Chelsea have played Brighton this year, it's been 1-1 one, one draws. Yeah, so I mean, they know how to find that one goal they need and not concede more than one. Brighton also have two less losses on the season than Tottenham do. There yeah. you go. That's, that's the losses for you. I mean, I think I think Neil Mape couldn't have himself a day. Um, Him and Danny Welbeck. I forgot Danny Welbeck was on. Yeah, he's the one that uh, scored the or, or one goal against Chelsea. That hurt me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Brighton stands a fighting chance, at least, against Tottenham. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a really good game. Honestly, I don't even think it's a fighting chance. I think Brighton could pull this game out. Yeah, I think they could. I mean, I said at the minimum fighting chance, yeah. you know. Um, they definitely, they're going to come out swinging. I really hope so. I mean, there's nothing we all want to see more than, you know, Spurs crash out of another trophy. Yeah, I mean, they just... It's going to happen at some point. So whether it happens this game or the next, you know, I, I, it's Spurs will not will wake up tomorrow. You know what I mean? Still trophyless. Still trophyless. The uh, the sun will rise and set the next day. Spurs yeah. will not win a trophy in their existence. You know, these things continue to happen throughout time. Some interesting statistic I saw on this. Um, both of them have biggest losses by the same goal differential, right? Mm-hmm. But um, Brighton's was against Man City. It was 4-1. And um, Tottenham's was against Crystal Palace, 3-0. That is absolutely garbage. Welcome to Tottenham football. How do you, how, <laughs> how do you lose 3-0? And I believe it was at home, too. To be fair, Patrick Vieira has done a, a decent job at Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah, and I think his hate for Tottenham just carries over. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always going to hate that club, so he wants to embarrass them as bad. But yeah. I just thought that was an interesting statistic. Like, you know, B-Tech Chelsea, like you always call. Right, right. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they do things well, and people sleep on them a lot. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Yeah. Final score yeah, predictions on this one, Zach? 1-1 um, goes into extra time. 1-1, one, one, then we're going... It's gotta be, it's gotta be Spurs on pens. I don't trust Brighton players enough to put them away. Dave, um, I do think as well it will be a very close game. Um, I'm gonna go one nil Brighton on a last minute winner. Neil Mopping, of course. <laughs> Known for it. Known for it. I am going to go. Yeah, close game. 1-1 one, one the entire game. Um, the entire game, meaning two what, early like, goals? Or? No, not two early goals. Okay. Like, I mean, Tottenham comes out early, Brighton equalizes, and then Tottenham Hotspur bottle it in the last minutes of the game before extra time. Heard. So I'm going 2-1 Brighton. Neil Mopé with a late goal? Absolutely. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about about the FA games tomorrow? I mean, there's not really any real interesting ones. Other than uh, there's actually, so these people, not these people, people have been uh, hyping up this game of Kidminster versus West Ham. Kidminster, Kidminster I heard that. What, being what's going on with that? A, a National League team. I saw that. Sixth no, tier of English football. But people are saying, oh, yeah, this is the FA Cup magic. This is what, this is the people, or these are the games that people love to see. Kidminster can make it tight. Uh, if Kidminster, a club that I've never heard of in my life, can make it a close game against West Ham, uh, I would just be, I would be in all. So pulling up a little statistics on this game, uh, Kidminster is 10 games unbeaten at home. Wow. And that's where, you know, West Ham is traveling to play. They're playing in Kidminster. In Kidminster at Agsborough Stadium. <clears throat> well, I. What time is this game? This that game is, is seven thirty a.m. Oh, good lord! Yep. If I'm not up for the Chelsea game, I'm it's not going to be up for that, am I? See, I told you. So this is this is what we talk about the twelve thirty games. West Ham is traveling to a sixth tier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you can you look up the the seating in that stadium? See how many people can get in. Oh yeah, yeah. I got you real quick. Exeter uh, Stadium. Let's see. Because if it's not a lot, and you only have, like, 
a thousand traveling fans. Maybe that's a little bit too much. I don't know. Five hundred, seven fifty traveling fans. Same. I think they they probably bring in a good amount. Well, the like the amount of like, fans. The a lot the allotted tickets. Oh yeah. Given to like the supporters and stuff. I don't know. Because if it's only like a seventy five hundred seat stadium, I don't think they're gonna allow more than a thousand in there. Five hundred, seven fifty. Yeah, but I mean they'll definitely Weston will definitely fill that up. Oh yeah, yeah. Just in that little allotted seating time or seating section, yeah. Then there will be other stragglers that get in there, but but why why is this game getting so hyped up? I don't understand. With I don't get the hype with Kid. Because it's the magic of the FA Cup. It is, but like I've never heard of Kidminster before. <laughs> Neither and have I. I, I heard that's supposed to be a good game, and West Ham is. I think they're on a decent run of form. Because you well you expect West Ham to not come out with their A lineup, so you expect them to come out their B lineup, and then. Same thing. You guys are saying the uh, same thing. Chelsea v Plymouth Argyle. Any team can win. Anything can happen. Middlesbrough will beat you guys today. Anything can happen. Albeit, Borough being a bigger team than Plymouth Argyle or Kidminster. Alrighty, so I found out a little bit about uh, Axborough Stadium. Mm-hmm. So, um, it is the Kidminster home field. So, it's not just like a random pitch out there in England like we've seen some of these other games that look yeah. like they're played in back, uh, backyards and stuff but it is a extremely small stadium it has a capacity of 6,444 wow of which 3,140 of them can be seated the rest is standing room only <laughs> so basically half of the seating is standing, standing. yes yeah. exactly so <laughs> they have huge um, behind the goals on each side they're raised above everybody else you know it's a little higher than the rest of the stadium and then the two long sides are where all the seating are but they're lower so half of the seating is along the sides the other half of the seating is behind the goal standing standing is it like safe standing like we have here <clears throat> in orlando or is it just like it, grass no it, it's it's the same way we have here in in orlando at the Explorer stadium cool. with uh there's no benches or anything like that railings in front of you with cup holders and stuff but these uh do appear to be wooden Railings. Hey. So I do have railings. Whatever gets the job done. Hey, yeah. I mean, especially for a National League team. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely great for them. I'm just curious. This game is televised tomorrow, correct? All the games are on yeah, yeah. I'm interested yeah. to see the. So, <laughs> what are they? They just gonna set up the little scaffolding on top of the stadium <laughs> to be able to get the full pitch in the? No, you, not even that. You just got a scissor lift somewhere. Yeah, just, behind the stands. <laughs> yeah, they just going double scissor lifts and they're just cutting between <laughs> the cameras. Gonna, I can guarantee you, it's gonna end up being like the um, the MLS's back tournament. Oh god, with half of the half of the field getting cut off. Yeah, that was so bad. I mean, you got that, and then there was the. Uh, Oh, it was Morecambe and Spurs last year. <laughs> that was where, like, and you had you can see houses in the background. Yeah, oh yeah, people, people were sitting on their balconies just, yeah, just watching the game. Watching the game, and like, the bench was Jose Mourinho was just sitting in like a foldable chair. There wasn't even an actual bench. He doesn't deserve anything more than that, though. I, I'm still torn on that man from Chelsea years. That's yeah, a different conversation we, for a different time, though. We can get into your failed managers another day. Yeah, we can also sure get into our two in, Champions Leagues another day. We can get into all of our failed managers yeah, at some point. <laughs> we'll just uh, a failed managers <laughs> episode. Yeah, <all> right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just going in the get, three get of us Al just sitting here. here. Get a, yeah, we can get Al oh, here. Yeah, He's yeah. got a lot. Al, Al just gets a whole. We'll just do a whole separate podcast on Barcelona. For Barcelona. Just, yeah. just their issues and stuff like that. Bartomeu as well. Bartomeu, yeah. yeah. So um, presidents. Managers, players, managers, everything. The club is run. Yeah, gosh, garbage from the top to the bottom. That's, yeah. Dave, any uh, closing closing thoughts on uh, today? How do you- oh my God, today was it was a blur, but hopefully it was a punch in the face. You know, hopefully we wake up stronger. You've had like eight punches to the face then. Yeah, but, I mean under, under Ranjik, this is the first major blow. I'd I'd say. I mean, aside yeah, from yeah, I could agree. Yeah. Aside from the one loss to Wolves, I mean, I think this is, hopefully this is where we can turn the ship around and we can progress from here. I just want to see us finish the season well, play well, play Randy style of football that suits us. I want to see Sancho come into form. I want to see Lingard hit the field as well. So this man just wants a whole new team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically he, what he, wanted. <laughs> he wanted a new team in the January window, and they were like, yeah, no. uh, we'll be able to get rid of uh, Van de Beek. Yeah, we got rid of Van de Beek. 
we obviously lost he who shall not be named. Um, and we brought no one in. Yep. So here we are. Hey. Welcome to the club, my man. Welcome yeah. to the club. Here we are. Uh, Thoughts on Chelsea for the rest of the rest of the week, I guess. Rest of the week, you mean one day? Eh. Saturday, Sunday. Rest of the match week. What do you got for training on Sunday? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is a match day. day. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously you're hoping for a win tomorrow. Uh, you should be expecting a win tomorrow. I'm not hoping for it's a hope that kills you. So, you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. It's Plymouth Argyle. Can't have, can't overthink it too much. Can't have too many thoughts. We just got to play the way that Tugel sets us up to play, and I think we'll be fine. Just go out there and play football, right? Yeah. Win the game. There you go. I want the kings of the FA Cup Arsenal. Yeah, well, uh, we went out last uh, yeah. Last uh, set of fixtures uh, upset, so... We're uh, waiting until we play Wolves back in the Premier League, which uh, our next episode will focus on getting back into Premier League play yep. the next match week. And it's about stuff time. Like that. Yeah. About I'm time that. About it. Yeah. About time that we can. Uh, oh, well, there talk is about. A, a Premier League game tomorrow. To be fair. What was it Burnley? Burnley, someone. Burnley and another mid to lower oh, table club. Yes. Let's see. I know Burnley because we ended up ah. Burnley on Tuesday. Burnley Watford, the relegation battle. What time is that game? Stinker. That is a stinker. That's a relegation battle, sir. It is, but I mean, one o'clock. Realistically, who's going to watch that over any of the FA Cup games? What time is that at? One. One o'clock. It's one o'clock. I'll watch that. I'm not going to lie. Are there FA Cup games at twelve thirty? Right, there's got to be a couple. Yeah, yours is one of them. No, no, yours is twelve thirty. Yeah, there are some tomorrow that up right now while we're talking all right about. you could double screen it get the premium well, going tomorrow at 12 30 there is cambridge luton and that's it for yeah, 12 30. So, oh, really. all right yeah no definitely watching the premium yeah, game yeah. 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 They cambridge got, you know what i mean like after that yeah awesome so yeah next week we're going to get into a little bit more of the premier league We'll get into some Serie A match week. We should get into some La Liga match week because everybody should be back in full swing starting tomorrow, actually. So thank you guys again so much for joining us on this episode of We Speak Football, and we hope to see you on the next one.